0: I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So, on this podcast, you're gonna get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome, welcome. I'm here with Chad Durfee, and this guy is super awesome. Okay, I know this guy actually from two masterminds that I met um, through a mastermind called War Room and a mastermind we just got back from. Um, called Flight Club, really incredible, incredible groups. We had a, an amazing time. Um, but let me tell you about Chad. <clears throat> he is the CEO of Referral Wave. <clears throat> Excuse me, is it Referral Wave or Referral ROI?
1: Referral ROI is the parent company. Referral Wave is the DBA.
0: Oh, okay, and you told me that, but like I didn't process that. Okay, so so I'm gonna read some of this amazing stuff because he has a bio here. Okay. So it's actually, um, he has an advanced degree in behavioral and social psychology combined with over 20 years of high ticket sales experience, been coaching, consulting, and leading in the sales and service industry, and is an expert in organic lead generation and client retention. So let me just put it this way. All right. This guy knows his stuff about getting a boatload of referrals. And actually when I told my clients, we were going to say a shit ton, I can say that here. Um, And then I got like a little bit nicer and I said boatload. But basically what I I love about this, (laughs) you like both, right? Regardless, it's a lot. (laughs) Okay. Um, But what I like about this is that you're phenomenal at a system. And this is what I love. the, The keyword system, having a system to get referrals in a way that doesn't make people feel awkward or weird. And that's key because most people don't want to ask for referrals because it makes them feel, no one wants to give referrals. It, it feels like really uncomfortable. Um, but a system that makes people, people actually feel good about it and want to refer at all. So tell us a little about kind of how you got into this and why you went this path. But I, I'll say one more thing about this, especially for um, female financial professionals. Okay. Especially for female financial professionals or financial professionals at all. When I asked all of you ladies, um, and I have those of you who are listening to this podcast right now can't see, but we're actually live with our with our femmes, our ladies in our our fem mentorship, our female empowered money maker mentorship. So when I talk to them, you know why? It's because they exist. Um, but the biggest thing we found when we were doing our marketing plan is that what's working the best, which is what we like to look at. And of course it was referrals, but I'm like, okay, let's double down on that. And no one had a system really, and knew how to really duplicate it. So I was, instead of pretending like I knew, I'm like, let me bring on some experts. And here's one of them, Chad Durfee. Now you're allowed to talk.
1: Okay, good. So the the best expert, by the way, of all the experts. So I'm going to, I'm going to plug myself there. Of course, (laughs) the
0: best. And yes, no other expert.
1: Yeah, so let me. Uh, so I'll tell you a little bit about my background. So obviously, uh, my educational background is in psychology. Um, I've been in the high ticket sales space for over 20 years, and what I found was the majority of my business came from referrals as well. Um, and I'm a systems and processes guy. I'm a big believer, and if you don't, uh, if you can't describe what you're doing as a process, you don't know what you're doing. Um, and I got kind of, you, you know, I'd always been taught through sales trainers uh, how to ask for referrals, and it always felt awkward. I always felt like I was pressuring people, Um, you know, all all those normal feelings would come up, right? Like I'm begging for business, et cetera. And what I understood is if I was feeling those things, oftentimes the client was feeling those things as well uh, through me. And uh, so, so what I teach is not like, you know, mom and dad's way of asking for referrals and kind of ambushing your clients with them so much. Uh, What I decided to do was kind of go back on my educational background and figure out, really what the motivators and triggers and levers are for, you know, that would make a client want to refer you. And then how could we systematize a process that allows us to tug on those in a way that feels natural and organic, right? It almost feels like it's their idea, which anytime you're in uh, any sales space, um, when something feels like the client's idea, it's, it's easy, right? There's none of those feelings pop up. So, um, I first started doing this in the car industry, it was, which was my first high-ticket sales job, which is a very high-pressure industry. Um, and very quickly, within a year of being at the dealership, I was already the number one salesperson at the dealership doing over 40 cars a month, 40 to 50 cars a month. And the next closest was at 15. Um, and what I found was most of my stuff was via referral, right? I started basically just uh, guinea-pigging my clients. And I would test things out, and I would test different, this and that and whatever um, and then I moved from that into the real estate mortgage industry. And I did the same thing there um, and would test and test and test. And I've just been perfecting this over the past 20 years. Uh, it got to a point that for every lead, a realtor would send me every business uh, deal that I would get, I would have three or four that I could then give back in return. And so that business grew really pretty rapidly. Uh, at the same time, I started a coaching business, a motivational intelligence company, which I've since you know built and sold um but we did the same thing there that's how we grew that business so quickly so i've done this multiple times myself in different industries and i've done all the testing and i've gone through all that that heartache of putting the systems in place Um, and at this point and i don't know if this is too long um, but it's just a little bit more about me like i work across industries so I have clients who are realtors, mortgage professionals, wealth advisors. I have dentists and doctors and chiropractors. I have coaches and consultants and agencies um, across the board. You know, you, you name it, I've probably worked in that industry. Um, and the thing that we're finding across industries right now is uh, the system that we've put in place works. If you have a high-ticket client, if you have a high-ticket product, which you guys, it sounds like, do, obviously, in wealth advisory and financial planning, and your clients are human beings, not AI, then the process works because it's it's based in human psychology, right? So this isn't um, you know, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions around referrals is you just ask, right? The, the more you ask, the more you get, and that might work for a second, but it's going to be consistent you know inconsistent and 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 not predictable. And when it's not consistent or predictable, we don't focus as much on it, right? Like Tony Robbins says where focus goes, energy flows. And the opposite is true as well. So when we don't focus on it, uh, we don't create systems around it. And when there aren't systems around it, then the inconsistency perpetuates, which then continues that spiral, right? So all we've done is we've taken that high-level psychology and broken it down into really simple simple systems and processes that work consistently.
0: I wanted to create a new word. You, you thought it, like you said, system and consistency together. And I'm like, inconsistency. That's really hard <laughs> to say, In Income system. Yeah. I'm not even going to do it. Okay. Clearly I do should not write the dictionary. Okay. But back to you. Um, So this is, this is awesome. So I think for me, when I became a financial advisor and I wonder if a lot of the listeners can relate Um, and I, and I think it's either one or the other, like where I was taught that I had to get referrals and I was in an independent firm, but even when I first started, they were like, they wanted, of course, me to get referrals. I had to start with my war market, my list of 100. And then for every person I met with, I was supposed to get a minimum eight referrals. And the way that we were supposed to do it is, of course, something stupid like, you know, hey, who else do you know who might benefit from my stupid services or, you know, something like that? Like, who else wants to grow like want wouldn't mind having more money? Like because then it seems like everybody and like no one can say no to that. But of course, people don't want to say yes to that. And they feel super uncomfortable. And it was to a point where we at the firm, we were incentivized, or actually the opposite. And I'm afraid now to use words after I completely botched that, but um the opposite of incentivized, de is that a word? So um deincentivized. So if we didn't get at least eight referrals, we had to write like an essay. Essentially we had to write what was the what was the objection. So if they said, oh, I feel uncomfortable we'd have to write. So I asked, you know, I only got six referrals or two referrals or whatever, and that, or none. And then we'd have to write, what was the objection? I'd say, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable. And then we'd have to write, um, what were the three ways you handled that objection? And I'm supposed to write out like, so I said, I completely understand this makes you feel uncomfortable. However, you know, if that person, you know, like if I don't even remember what, the, how, how they did the objection handling, I'm sure it was horrible but I had to write that out. I mean, I can go back and this is like 15 years. I can go back and remember being in that office. Like I had to turn the page over because there was so much to write because I was trying to handle the stupid objection. I don't know why I did the homework. Like, I mean, it's not like, I mean, I was at an independent firm. Like what were they going to do? Like take take away my commissions, but I was trying to be coachable. And so I did it. And so I actually was incentivized to get referrals because I didn't want to write that damn essay. And so I remember being at someone's house and he, you know, of course he's, you know, I'm, I started Trying to make it a joke, you know. I was like, "Hey, you know, who else do you know, buddy?" You know, and he's like, "I don't really know anyone." And I was like, "Really?" And I like grabbed his phone, and I'm like, "What about Bob? Who's Bob?" You know, let's talk about Bob. I mean, do you think he wants a little bit more money? Come on, I'm going to call Bob. Just it's cool. You can tell him I'm calling. Tell him I'm funny. Whatever. And so I would have <laughs> fun with it and like get names. They weren't qualified, of course, but they were like anyone who's breathing, which is the the industry telling you get anyone who's breathing. And I would write down those names. And I actually did build my business with you know crappy leads and, and all that, but it was because I was forced to. And, and then, you know, it, it does work right when you can get the referrals, like they become clients. So that's great. It would have been lovely if I did it without having to steal someone's phone and, you know, twist his arm. And it would have been lovely if it made them feel good. instead of made them feel awkward. And of course I only did that until they made me. And then we went full, we weren't like fully, fully independent. Then we went fully independent and then they didn't make us anymore. And then I stopped doing it because I, in my gut, in my gut, 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 I felt super uncomfortable and weird. And so I rarely asked for referrals. I would still so get referrals, like all of you ladies who are getting referrals, because I was good at what I did. And then people would think of me and then they refer, but I wasn't doing it systematically. Well, what do you got to say to that? A,
1: well, I, I got a lot to say to that. It's that. Yeah, so, <laughs> first of all, uh, the financial advisory, wealth advisory industry is one of the maybe top three industries that have given referrals a bad name, right? Because of the forceful nature and, and how against human psychology it goes, what, what, and they, and they still do it today, right? Like they still, here's a piece of paper, write down five names, right? Whatever those things are uh, a lot of times, you know, there are some people that are in the industry that are doing a good job, like Bill Cates. I don't know if anybody knows him. He does a good job of trying to like soften the blow of asking for referrals But let me talk about it from a psychological level. The number one reason why anybody would ever refer anybody uh, is social capital, right? So, and and I'll explain that in just a second. Um, Human beings were tribal people, you know, and back in caveman days, if you got kicked out of your tribe, uh, it was a death sentence, right? If you got banished or whatever that was, like living on your own doesn't happen. So over time, our brains develop certain defense mechanisms. Uh, so, anytime we're in relationship with somebody, or we do something for somebody, or we do anything that we support people with, um, you know, it's a uh, it, it was conducive to our survival. So, our brain gives us gives us a shot of serotonin, dopamine, those feel good chemicals, and that's why when people say I referred you because it felt good, it feels good to help people. It's it's the actual it's the survival mechanism, and your brain's still doing that. So, people aren't necessarily referring you because they like you they're referring to you because they think that you're going to make them look good to whoever they're referring you to. You can actually support that person. And if you can support that person and add value that, that, you know, to that individual, it's going to raise their importance in that individual's life. Um, which is the same thing as like in your tribe, like, you know, we're all, you we were constantly trying to ra- raise your importance to the tribe. So you didn't get kicked out and die. Um, So that's the first thing to realize people are going to refer you high quality people when they feel like you are going to add value to those people and ambushing them and pressuring them for referral requests does not add value that actually de-incentivizes your client to refer you high quality people. They're going to just write down names of people they don't even know, and they probably won't even introduce you, um, you know, or, or allow you to reach out in a lot of times. So, and the other thing to realize is besides the will to survive, the will to matter is the next most important human motivator, right? The will to, to be wanted the will to like, you know, um, allow, or I guess have people want you in their life. And so referring them to you, um, and adding value makes you matter to them. Right? So like, if my friend referred me to you, Robin, and you helped me fix my finances and make a bunch of money. And I go back to my buddy and I'm like, yo, thank you for introducing me to Robin. She's like. She's crushing it for me, it in, increases his importance, right? Like he has the perception that like now he has a higher status in my in my life. And that's all referrals really are. It's status. At the, the very base level, it's status. So how do we quickly and easily convince people that them introducing us is actually going to be beneficial for them, right? In in that way. Does that make sense? So that's yeah. that's really what's happening behind the scenes in, in case anybody wants to know. They're not referring you because they like you. Like um I've got buddies that are mortgage brokers that are like best friends from high school. I don't refer them. Right. I refer some of my other people that I've worked with because I know they've got a better customer experience and it's going to make me look better. I, I like my friend more to
0: this podcast for women, Chad, because they, they're going
1: yeah, to, I, I, I told them, I told them, they were like, Hey, but, why don't you well, refer I don't me? Don't so mean because because. They,
0: I don't mean because they refer because they like you because they like the service they're getting. And that goes back to the value that you provide. And here's what I talk a lot about is this, the pyramid. You probably know about this, Chad, like Chet Holmes pyramid, there's 3% looking to buy, right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys um, look this up, it's it's from the ultimate sales machine, but um, Chet Holmes, he he said that there are 3% of the pyramid that could be, let's say retirees, that could be divorcees or whatever. 3% are ready to buy. They're actually looking for someone. So they're looking for a financial advisor. When 7% are open to it, like, oh yeah, I could see how that could be valuable if I found the right person. Like I I could hire a financial advisor, buy insurance or whatever. Then 30% aren't thinking about it. 30% don't think they're interested, and 30% know they're not interested. I talk about this at length that my ladies are probably like so sick of hearing it, but I talk about the sweet spot being the 67% in the middle. There, they're like, they're not thinking about it, but this is why messaging is so important. Because if they're not thinking about it, but you Could provide a solution for them or or give them a result that they want, they're thinking about the result. They're just not thinking about hiring a financial advisor. Then they might talk to you. Okay. This is having nothing to do with referrals, but I'll get to that. So what I talk a lot about is how referrals are in that 3%. So when you do get referred, because you're doing a great job and providing an excellent service from your client, when you get a referral from your client, it's because someone came to them and said, Hey, Chad, You know, do you happen to know a financial advisor? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Tandy, she's the bomb. You know, so you might refer Tandy because you work with Tandy and you love working with Tandy. And someone's asking you. So there's no discomfort there. They're in that 3%. They're looking. So if anyone comes to me and asks, you know, for, uh, do you know anyone who is really great at getting referrals? I'm like, duh, Chad. But if so, so there's first, there's no risk of that social capital if someone comes to you. But then, that's only in the 3%. So what you're talking about is taking it at a whole other level is like, and we have a system called the clone your client system and clone your client script, where it's similar in the sense that creating that social capital, where we use appropriate messaging to, so that the person like their client aligns with their mission. And they believe that, you know, Oh, if I help like my clients, for example, and you even told me, This And I would say it anyway, but you said, make sure when you're asking for your referrals and you do your video, make sure you talk about what's important to you, the whole mission of increasing the footprint of women in the industry from 24 to 50%, because they're not, even if you give them all the gifts and you, you know, flower them or shower them with all this money. Like no one cares if they don't feel like they're aligned with the mission and they're not going to want to do it, you know? And so that's what I'm constantly talking about is the mission. Cause that's what I care about. But I think that goes back to exactly what you're talking about is that social capital and that, that, that need or that desire to belong. However you said it is like all part of that, that messaging and that mission.
1: Uh, absolutely. So like at a high level, Um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to flip the paradigm with referrals. We're going to, we want to try and stop making it about you and make it about your clients and their opportunity to serve their tribe. Right. And oftentimes the way that you've been taught to ask, or people have been taught to ask is, is it's making it all about you. Right. Like they've even I've seen scripts. It's like, Hey, the way I build my business is with, you know, great clients like you. And, but it's me, 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 my, my, my versus like, you know, Hey, I have this amazing thing of value here that's different than a lot of other, you know, financial planners or whatever industry you're in. I got this thing and here's, here's what it can do. Right. And, you know, it would be amazing if I could support you to like, think of some other people in your life that we can just give this to, right. And we can, we can give them some information. We can give them some stuff. And, and, you know, I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to, to take that to them. Not saying that that's word scripts, but, you know, at a high level in their mind, they're like, oh, This is something unique. It's something of value that I can like talk to my mom or my dad or my friend or my coworker or whatever. It's like, hey, um, I got this thing I can give you, or this this newsletter, this tool, or this whatever. Um, I'd love to like can I can I shoot it over to you? I think it'd be really valuable, right? Here's how it's helping me. That's so anything that you guys can do that is unique and valuable that your clients can share is gonna really increase the probability that they're going to introduce you. And then all we do is, you know, we, we create a system behind that, that pinpoints the right times and placements to ask for those things, how to do it, you know, when to follow up those types of things. Right. Um, no. But, but at a high level, that's all it is. It's, here's the value I can provide in a unique way. That's all marketing is. It's, it's marketing, right? It, it, how many, how many, um, you know, different companies are there that are out there doing the exact same thing. But the ones that have a way to market it as like this unique uh, new thing or this extra valuable thing, just the messaging they use are the ones that get the most business, right? Because they, they position it appropriately, you know, and then, and then people share it because they're like, like Hey, I got this thing. I want to share it like with people. Like I got this value. I want to share it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I was going to add is that I think the big difference between what you're doing. Cause I have that mission and the messaging and, and one of the strategies that we use, but then getting my clients to actually follow through with it, you know, point, 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 nudge, nudge, nudge. It's hard because it's not automated. It's still, even yeah. though they know logically, like, cause this clone your client thing is the idea is that you go to someone who already loves you and they, they love working with you anyway. And if you bring the messaging and the mission behind it, and there's a whole strategy to it of how you ask, Introductions. We don't talk about referrals just like you do. It's an introduction. Um, but how you do that in a way to drive them to introduce, that's great. But now I still have to get on the freaking phone or get on Zoom and have that conversation with them. I think the huge difference is that you've automated it, automated it, you've made it a lot easier, you've systematized it in a way that it's it's really plug and play, which is really great for me because we just to share my experience so far, we launched it. As the, some of you listening know, um, two days ago, right? I think it's it was, yeah, two days ago, exactly. And so far, I've already gotten six introductions. Thank you, ladies. Um, six introductions. And I got on. Um, One call today, and I didn't try to sell her anything. I got on this one call and I was like, you know, awesome. I'm going to give you this VIP ticket to our, our PYF, our positioning yourself for profits event. I'm also going to give the person who introduced you the event. So there's nothing for you to do right now, except come like just attend, just soak up the value, you know? And I know she felt really good about that. But of course, the whole time I'm planting seeds about why she needs to work with me because I know she needs it. And I'm not going to let her off the hook and just say, oh, forget it. But that's all the mission and the messaging, all that stuff and knowing how to influence people. I think the way you take it to a whole other level is like, including all the psychology around it because most people don't do that. But at a whole whole new level is is the automation of it, the system of it, um, the follow-up of it, the arcs, like you started to talk about. So give them like one more piece about like the timing and the, the actually, if you could t- yeah. teach them about the priming, timing, reminding stuff that I know about, and then sure. we'll tell them how to find you and how to get your goods.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there are three pil- pillars that have to be in place for you to get uh, consistent high quality referral leads. Uh, I call them priming, timing, reminding. Priming is how do you get your clients excited about and wanting to refer you from the very first day? Timing is when do you make the actual direct referral request and how do you set it up appropriately so that it feels good? And the reminding is how do you consistently keep them engaged even after you you know, they've left your experience so that they continue referring you long after this. Um, when those three pillars are in place and systematized, um, referrals are easy. Uh, the other thing to realize is referrals come in arcs and waves, right? So it's, 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 it's one of those things where all we're doing is we're using those three pillars. We're putting them in, in the right places so that these arcs and waves come faster and bigger, uh, which then increases not just the quantity but the quality of the referrals that you get. Um, you know, a best example of this too, like you know, when it comes to like priming. Um, you know, when I when I was a kid, and I've told this story a bunch, but like my first real job was mowing lawns, and I would go around the neighborhood and I would ask people if I could borrow their lawn, you know, borrow their lawnmower, and they could pay me like ten bucks to mow their lawn. And occasionally I'd come across one of those lawnmowers that didn't have that little priming button on it, you know, and I'd spend like more times trying to start it as like a little 12 year old, like skinny little 12 year old trying to start this lawnmower. It took me 10 minutes to to start it and five to mow the lawn, you know, and it was just so frustrating. Uh, There was a Super Bowl commercial actually that kind of showed that I I was laughing because I was like, I know exactly how that dude feels. Um, But when I come across one of those lawnmowers that had that little primer button on it, it was like one poll and I was like off to the races. Uh, we do the same thing with human beings, right? Like, just like Robin said with this, this introduction that she just got and the conversation that you already had, you're not trying to like pole start that right now, you know, and like hard sell this person, which is going to be hard and, and inefficient. You're priming, right? You're giving value. You're giving next steps. Um, and then when you get to the point that she's at, you know, the position where you need her to be and she's ready, then it's a really easy sale. It's a really easy close, um, and it feels really good for everybody involved. It's the same thing with with any business, right? Uh, from day one, there has to be a process to start priming, right? And then maybe day fourteen, day twenty one, day thirty, right? Depending on this, your client life cycle is where we'd come back and, and we'd follow up with more of a direct referral request after we've given them ample time to like warm up to it, right? As opposed to the very first time you meet them like, Hey, eight people. And they're like, I don't even know you <laughs> like, you know, Just write so, it down
0: or I'm going to have yeah, to write an essay. You don't understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of people,
0: yeah.
1: A lot of people at this day and age, like, like they'll walk out. Like if somebody, if I go to a, a wealth advisor, they do that to me. Like I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm leaving. Um, yeah. right. Or, or if I'm feeling so pressured that I have to write names down, like I'm writing shitty names down. You know, like uh, they're not my actual contacts that I really want to introduce you to.
0: Well, I I often tell a story about how um, someone said to me, "They said, you know, hey, Robin, like um, I'm I'm selling cut cone knives on the side, like as a as a side hustle. Can I come and do my presentation, you know, for you and Trevor?" And I said. Sure. Like I know what's coming. You're going to sell me knives, obviously, but like, I want to help you out. I get it. How hard it is entrepreneur whatever. And she gave me her why, which was like, because I'm trying to help out my kid with extracurricular activities. I have a good job and everything. I'm just doing this as a side hustle so I can help my kid out. She got her, her why in there. so I was like, okay, cool. So I met with her. I do not care about knives. Like I'm really, really like, I like to buy cheap shit. Like it's, it's really not my go-to to buy a two hundred dollar knife. But then again, like, you know, she asked and I wanted to support her as an entrepreneur and, and I know it's tough. And so I bought a couple of knives, but then at the end, you know, she was like, Hey, you know, she's showing me like some other knife that I didn't want, but she's like, she, she, she's made it sound like I wanted, she's like, if you give me 10 referrals, then I will give you this slicer. And if you give me another 10, I will give you this, whatever knife. And I was like, Okay let me think about it. Right. I gave her zero referrals. Right. And, um, part of it, when I talk about this is that like, if she had asked for introductions, it would have been easier, but it was also like, she was trying to incentivize me with something I didn't want. And you also talk about gifts and, and how to gift like people in a way that like for things they want. But then it was also, I mean, I just felt uncomfortable. I wasn't going to just refer people when there was no real incentive there. And I know we didn't get into this incentives, but we'll plant the seed here. There's also like an incentive part of it. Um, but more than anything, it was because, there was no mission-based language behind it. Like she wasn't telling me like she's, she's, you know, selling knives to serve others. Like I know she wanted to hook it up for her, her son and everything. And that's great. But it kind of reminds me of realtors who are like, after they sell you the house, they're like, I build my business based on referrals. And you're like, go, you go get another freaking Mercedes. I don't care. Like I'm not here to go feel uncomfortable so you can buy yourself a bigger house. Okay. And that's kind of this, you know, very bad rap that realtors get, but it, it's like yep. that's how they come across. You know, so I think it's really important all the psychology that your background and all that behind it. Um, is such a you know such huge takeaways, and then how you go about it, and then having a system. I mean, and the, we just touched upon just a few things, but um, I know what you said you would give is just insane. Like that, you're gonna go ahead. Did you want to add something first before well, I tell you what gonna... you're gonna give?
1: just as a, just as an example case in point with the cut code knives and this is where most companies and and sales professionals in general like screw up you're trying to get stuff so fast that you're not actually giving the customer the experience that they want had she scheduled an appointment to come back the next month and sharpen your knives for free she's just like hey I, I'm going to come back next month I want to sharpen them I want to make sure that you got the best experience ever she sends you like a little card afterwards um comes back and sharpens your knife and then maybe at day 45 reaches out and she's like how are you liking those knives and you're like dude these knives cuz Cutco knives are actually really good they are they are better than my other crappy knives time, right? I'll tell
0: you that they are
1: they're, they're really really good and you know and then had she come back with a process it's like hey you know I I would really love to support some other people with these services and you know if, if there's anybody you can think of I would right if she had asked then after she had given some more value and she had like predicted you might have introduced her to somebody else and be like, Hey, you know what, actually maybe I do know somebody. Um, not saying that that's the case or that's the process, but it's an example of um, people trying to shortcut the system. And that's what, that's why realtors get such a bad rap. Like they don't talk to you about referrals until the very end. And they're like, Hey, give me referrals, but they don't really do anything else after that. Right. Or, or wealth advisors at the very beginning, Hey, give me eight names but they're like trying to shortcut the system, get to get the names are more important than the actual people behind the names. And so if we create an experience that provides value where other people don't, and then pick the right times to come back and follow up once reciprocity has been engaged, which by the way, guys, reciprocity is the own, like that is social currency. Uh, you should never make an ask without a true give. Um, and, you know, signing them up to, to do insurance is not really a true give, you know, you can create that story, but you know, there are other things that we can create where we can give and then come back with a more effective request.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Let's tell them. So Chad is going to give an amazing gift. I mean, and, and you can say, oh, that's not a real gift. Cause you'll also, if you end up working with them, you'll get really cool gifts. Um, but you said you personally, is this right? That you personally would get on a call with someone if they want to hear more Obviously, you know, he's, he, he has the goods if you want to learn the referral system. Um, so he's going to give it to you guys. You can uh, get on a 15 minute call with him. And usually people, you know, say, Hey, especially from a podcast, they'll be like, Oh, talk to my team. I mean, I usually do that too, because it's just, we're yeah. so busy, but we're putting it that out there. As long as you can handle it, um, you go to referralwave.com forward slash RC. RC for Robin yep. Crane, in case you don't know how to spell my name, I'm I'm making sure you don't mess it up because some people might think it's an I when it's a Y. And since my podcast is called <laughs> Growing Your Financial Business The Woman's Way, not Robin Crane Show, um, I'm helping you out there. So referralwave.com forward slash RC, he'll hook you up with also a gift, right? You're going to give them some sort of gift because he will not like just be like here, to jump on a call. So what, what do you have yeah,
1: so on that page, there's going to be a calculator that they can do. And there's a whole, like a whole, a whole instructional video there that's going to show them exactly how much additional revenue is available for them based on their own numbers. Um, and then from there, there's going to be my, it'll, it'll actually be my personal calendar. So the the spots might be a little bit sparse because it's me, um, but it's a 15 minute game plan session where we'll jump on that. You'll let me know you know what your business is, who your who your ideal client is, like really what your niche is. And I can give you some next steps that will help you kind of recoup um, more of that income, probably double the referrals, you know, from what you got last, last year.
0: Seriously. With I, a couple that, little steps. I, he, he spoke at this uh, mastermind. And so, um, that I had not seen that referral calculator, even though I had hired you and you put it up on the board. I'm trying to find, Oh, I took a picture because I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. But it said additional referral revenue as $381,000 for me, additional referral revenue. And I think missed revenue that I can't capture, right? That's like, yeah. because I haven't been asking and those people who, even though they loved my program two, three years ago, they could care less about me now and my mission. <laughs> Don't yep. ever be came like in, that, ladies. Came in, um, left. Yep. That's over half a million dollars of missed revenue because I didn't have this system. Now everyone's going to have different numbers, but if that's even, you know, in the 30, 50, 100,000 range, holy cow, like it's so ridiculous. And it's in a way that's just so serving people. And we all know that what we do is life changing for people. Like you all know that it's just that it's awkward to try to sometimes communicate that. And again, I would highly recommend go to uh, referralwave.com forward slash RC, check it out, talk to Chad. He's amazing. And, uh, and on his calendar. Thank you, Chad. That was excellent.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the Appointment Generator Challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system. And you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c sweetradio.com.